God and our Father, thank you, Father, for the way you have been leading us in this service. Father, we are so happy, Lord, because your presence has been with us. Jehovah, at this moment, I want to hear your word. Father God, I hide myself, God. Father God, under your altar, and I pray, Jehovah, that you take over. Father God, use me, Jehovah, God, as your oracle, to declare your whole counsel to your people this day. That at the end of this day, Jehovah, Father King of glory, every person shall be blessed in his or her own way. And your name alone be glorified. Through Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. I thank all of you. And welcome you to this service today. I bring you greetings from the bishop's wife who made it possible for me to stand here today. Because in all the churches in this diocese today, the clergy wives will be preaching in their various churches. She was the one that made it possible. And I want also to thank the clergy the vicar of this church and all the clergy for also allowing me to stand here. I'm not taking it for granted. It's a privilege. And I give glory to God for everything. Praise the Lord. I also want to thank my beautiful women, the women of this chapel, for your cooperation since we came here. And even throughout this, uh, the time of practicing for this, I appreciate all of you. I want to say that I love you. Praise the Lord. And to every member of the church, I pray that God will bless everyone. Praise the Lord. Our topic today says, Hear you him. And this topic is taken from Matthew chapter 17. From verse 1 to 13. I want us to read the whole of it first. Can somebody read for me, please? Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 13. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them. Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't let anyone, sorry, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciple asked him, 
Why then do the teachers of the Lord say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciple understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. Praise the Lord. When we got this topic, we are wondering what relationship this has got to do with modern Sunday. But God will lead us. Praise the Lord. The context of this text uh, is taken from verse 3, where he says, Hear you him. And we know this as uh, the transfiguration. We know this incident that happened here as transfiguration, which occurred at a mountain. Jesus went with Peter, James, and John and was transfigured before them in the presence of Moses and Elijah. The Bible said that during that transfiguration, that his face shone like the sun and his cloth was white as the light. And a bright cloud enveloped them and a voice spoke from the cloud. We should remember that a similar incident occurred when the, Jesus was being baptized, during baptism. God also spoke from the cloud and said, This is my beloved son. With him I am well pleased. In this, uh, this uh, saying was repeated in this transfiguration, but with extra addition, saying, Hear you him. Praise the Lord. Say, listen to him, depending on the version of the Bible that you use. Here, listen to him, which happened to be the topic of today's message. God is telling us that we should listen to the word of God, which is Jesus. Praise the Lord. We should also remember that when there was a wedding at Canaan, we remember that wedding. Mary also told the, uh, those people that came for that wedding, what did he tell them? That whatever he tells you to do, you should do what? Do him. Praise the Lord. So when God is talking about saying that we should hear him, we know that it's not just the literal meaning of hearing Jesus Christ, but it means that we should obey him, we should follow his instructions, and that we should, uh, we should also Know that the word of Jesus are contained in the scriptures. The word of Jesus are contained in the Bible. And the word of Jesus also are the word of God. This is contained in John chapter 1 verse 14. Jesus himself is the word of God. That means that the word of Jesus is the final authority. Is the final authority for us as Christians. And that it supersedes every prophecy... It supersedes every instruction from any man of God. The word of God is a manual for us Christians to work with. Remember that Jesus himself is that word made flesh. And to avoid deception, we should have an intentional devotion to this word. Word of God. And we should meditate and pray every day. There we have many benefits from this word of God. Word of God. There are many benefits from word of God. 
the word of God, according to Psalm 119, verse 104, guides us. It guides us. The word of God purchased us. Because the Bible said that we are purchased with a, on a, with a price. The word of God, according to 119 that I read before, he said that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God also heals. Remember the centurion in Matthew chapter 8 verse 8. The centurion said that Jesus should send, just send the word and his servants will be healed. The word of God also delivers. Psalm 107 verse 20 said that he sends his word and it healed them. The word of God is also food for our soul. He says that it's the word of God that newborn babes, newborn Christians should take so that they can grow. The word of God is also the almighty. The word of God is almighty. He said that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword. The word of God also produces faith. Romans chapter 10, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That is in verse 17. So we are encouraging ourselves to listen and act on the word of God so that it shall be well with our soul. James chapter 1 verse 22. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. As we celebrate our mothers and motherhood today, it is expedient that we talk about the family life and learn about what Jesus is saying to families. If you are in the spirit, you can agree with me that since we started this uh, service, God has been speaking to us through the, uh, our prayers, through the prophecy, through uh, the children's presentations, through the mother's drama, through everything we have been through our sons, through everything, God has been speaking with us, to us. So, I want us to know that the word of God is a manner for us Christians to live. Praise the Lord. So, now we want to listen to what Jesus is saying to families. Because we are told to hear him and to act on his word. So, what is that thing that Jesus is saying to families? Praise the Lord. So this is because as Christians, the Bible is our manner for a successful life on earth, including family life. If we abide on his teachings, we shall have a successful marriage, even though there will be challenges. Solutions to these challenges are also found in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Can we read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 to 33? Somebody should just help me. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let every wife be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it 
with the washing of the water by the blood, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his blood, of his bone. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and to the church. Nevertheless, let everyone of his own in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that he reverence his, her husband. Praise the Lord. This place gives us a summary of how a Christian home should be run. As I've said before, there's nothing that I'm speaking here today that will be new. It's what we have all known. But we want to remind ourselves once again. Praise the Lord. So this starts with the woman. I mean from the place that we read. Started with the woman or the wife who is told to be submissive to the husband in all things as the head of the house. God has an unknowing God knows that that is the only way that peace will reign in the home. This is because you cannot have two captains on one boat. Otherwise, there will be trouble. Is that not so? God knows that some women will be richer than their husbands. He knows that some women will be more educated and even wiser than their husbands. And better in many other aspects. But he still says that we should do what? Submissive in all things. That means that the woman should be more prayerful. Woman, that is why, maybe that's why uh, women are more prayerful than men. I think it's a fact. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, the woman should be more prayerful because it takes grace to submit. It's not easy. So the woman should pray more for her husband because he's a human being. That your husband is a human being that is liable to mistakes and wrong judgments. Yet, he is expected to lead the rest of the family. If you don't pray for him and he errs, it is not only his business. So. It is not the business of the whole family. Praise the Lord. Remember also that this submission uh, that we are talking about is a vow. It is a vow that you made on your wedding day. And as you struggle to please the Lord in all other parts of your Christian life, you should also struggle in this to please God by being submissive to your own husband. I want us to remember this particularly because when some women, when they want to divorce or when they want to, I mean, go out of the way, the priest or other elderly Christian will be pointing to them. Remember, it's a vow. Remember, you made this vow. Remember. They don't remember that again. They don't remember that. So I want us to know that that submission we are talking is a vow. It's not just, it's a vow. You made, it's not just that the Bible said it. But that day on the altar, you made it as a vow. So you try to keep it. If you don't keep it, you are not obeying the word of God. Is that not so? 
Praise the Lord. This does not in any way mean that you are inferior to man. It doesn't mean that. It all depends on your attitude. When you have the wrong attitude, you will be feeling inferior. When you do it joyfully and with love, it will be reciprocated with greater love from your husband. Husbands, am I saying your mind? Yes. When you do it with love and joyfully, I trust my, my, <laughs> I trust my Christian men. They will reciprocate. Praise the Lord. So with wise counsel, with wise counsel and prayer, you can still control the affairs of your home. Praise the Lord. Remember that the hand, that the hand that rules the cradle rules the world. Praise the Lord. The book of Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her home, but the foolish one tears his own apart with her own hand. So which one are you? Are you a wise or a foolish woman? A wise woman is a mother to everybody in her family, including her own husband, including uh, mates, um, relations, everybody in the home. The woman is a mother. That's a wise woman. She'll be and act like a mother to all of them. Somebody that gives somebody food every day. What is that person to... Praise the Lord. So, women are the managers and home builders. A, home woman, a wise woman should understand and understudy the family she has come into and try to adapt to the culture of that home, provided it is not evil. This is very, very important. When you are coming from your own, especially for young mothers, your, your, your own family has a different background, different culture. They have their own culture. The place they are going to, they have their own culture. So when you go there, you will say, Tofia, kwa. Or here, Kandia, remember. That I will not, provided it is not evil. For peace to reign, try to adapt to the culture of that home. Praise the Lord. So when I, in my early years of marriage, uh, there was something, I mean, in my husband's side, there was a kind of culture that I saw there. I complained to one of my co-wives and said, ah, look at what, they, I mean, how these people do. Look at what they do. He said, yes, I came here and I found it like that and I joined them. I said, no problem. I will also join. And, I, and we haven't had problem. We have been flowing very well. Provided it is not evil. Praise the Lord. Try to adapt to their own culture for peace to reign. Do not be the one to come and separate your husband from his mother and siblings. Praise the Lord. Since I got married, what my, uh, uh, my, uh, my husband's siblings, what they call me, Sister Chigo, till today, because we relate as brothers and sisters, even though I'm there, they, they call me sister. That's what they call me. And not just that they call me that. That's how they handle me. That's how they take me. They take me as their own sister. And I take them as my own sibling. So don't go there. People that have been living in peace. Because you come to that family. Remember they have been existing since childhood. This mother gave birth to them. And been, they have been living. I mean, and then because you came there, they should now separate. That shouldn't be for a child of God. There was one uh, marriage thing I was listening to one day. And one minister was saying that um, 
uh, they, they was teaching us that in their home that it should be only the relations of the woman that should be coming so that there will be peace. That they settled for that even before they got married. That no relation of the husband should come and live in their house. We are taking better. I said, I don't. Uh, he was teaching us like that. But I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. When you take the sibling, I mean, uh, your husband's relation as your own, they will also take you as, your, as their own. Praise the Lord. So we shouldn't allow that to bring problem to us. We should, we should be uh, bridge builders. Praise the Lord. We should be people that bring peace, not people that bring quarrels. Even though I agree that there are some relations that are, I mean, troublesome. Prayerfully, God will lead you on how to handle that one. But not they say they shouldn't come at all. God will give us the grace and tell us what to do when we have such cases. Praise the Lord. Don't be a nagging or quarrelsome wife. I think when we are praying, the, pray, the person that led on family life prayed on nagging wives. I don't know, maybe the spirit is telling somebody something. Because for some time now, I've been going through this book of uh, Proverbs. You know that Solomon was a very wise man. And he interacted with many women. And he's in the best position to tell us about women. Because he had experience with many women. Is that not so? Uh -huh. So, and when you go to the Bible, you say that he wrote about women more than every other book in the Bible. He wrote so much about women. And he wrote about this nagging or quarrelsome wife. Men, they don't just hate it. They detest it. I mean quarrelsome woman. Solomon said in Proverbs verse 19 that it is better to live in the desert than to live with a quarrelsome woman. You know that what that means? The man will be running away from the house running away from the house when, when we remember that he's going back to a quarrelsome woman. Praise the Lord. He says also that it's better to live in the corner of the roof. Would you like your husband to... <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> in these days of, uh, uh, I mean, uh, phone, he might not go to the corner of the roof. He will just be somewhere pressing phone, not talking to anybody. But he's in the house, but he's married to the phone instead of you. Praise the Lord. So we should not be quarrelsome women. Some people encourage women, instead of talking too much, that they should put something in their mouth. <laughs> I think you have heard about that. They should put something, and it has helped some people. When you have that order, just put something in your mouth and hold it. Don't say anything. Praise the Lord. Uh, Proverbs verse 21, verse 19, Proverbs verse 9, Proverbs 25, verse 4, and Proverbs verse 27, verse 15. All of them, they talked about quarrelsome women. May we not be nagging wives in Jesus' name. Appreciate and value your husband. Praise the Lord. Remember that, Is that not so? That husband that you think is nobody, that you think is doing this and that. The, way, the day you look for him, you don't find him. 
you will remember, sure, you will appreciate the value of that man. Praise the Lord. A story was told of uh, one woman that was always quarreling. Every time she'd be quarreling with the wife. People will hear them, they'll be quarreling. And eventually, one day, the man died. When the man died, the woman was crying, crying terribly. And people were asking themselves, say, ah, I thought that this woman should be happy. This man that has been giving him trouble and always quarreling. Do you know what the man was shouting? Where, who will I be quarreling with again? No. Who will I be talking? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So no matter how that husband is, he's of appreciating. Appreciating because he has his values. He's where we see him. He's, uh, uh, I mean, preventing you from, I uh, mean, uh, protecting you from some things. So. Because some people that might want to come and talk to you anyhow, because of him, they will respect you. But when he's no more, you will see that your covering is removed. So please, don't play with your husband. Praise the Lord. Be a role model to your, uh, to your children. Uh, that's, uh, that video, this is that in going viral. Clip. Talking about a woman, a child that was asking, is there two Jesuses? I think we know about that. Is that because this woman was trying to bring uh, tell her children about Jesus, but in her character, everything about her is negative. So when the woman, when the child went to school, and uh, the teacher was also talking about Jesus, but I think that teacher was a model, a role model. He was a good person. So the this thing, the child was asking the came back and was asking the mother. Are there two Jesuses? And the mother was annoyed and took this child to school and said, What are you? So, you people have been teaching my child that there are two Jesus. So, when the child was asked why he said that, he said that the Jesus that uh, uh, she heard about from her teacher is different from, I mean, the Jesus that her mother was serving. Because the mother was always quarreling with the husband, doing this and that. So, that, that's why he's wondering whether there are two Jesuses. So, we should be. Role models are children, which have positive impacts on them. Praise the Lord. We should teach the word of God to these children, like Lois and Louis, who taught Timothy the word of God. We should also be like King Lemuel, King Lemuel's mother. In Proverbs chapter 31, it was titled, Oracle of Lemuel, taught to him by who? By the mother. Praise the Lord. There, the mother taught him not to drink wine and not to follow women. And also, taught him, because he was a king, how to administer with justice. Praise the Lord. Such are the type of women that God is looking for. Also, remember that if a child don't do well, the mother is to blame, to be blamed. And she suffers for it. Praise the Lord. When we also read from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 15. Somebody should read it, please. Proverbs 29, 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Praise the Lord. What did they say? Bringeth the mother to... Did they call father there? Praise the Lord. I don't know why it is so, but that is the Bible. 
Praise the Lord. Jesus also has something to say to our fathers. Our topic remains, hear you, him. So what is the Jesus telling the fathers? That Ephesians where we read also command that husbands should do what? Love their wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. That means that a husband should be able to die for the wife just as the Christ died for Christ. How many of our men can die for their wives? That is a question for you. Praise the Lord. But remember, it is your duty to take care of her and provide for the whole house, entire household. Remember that the Bible says that if you are not able to provide for your household, that your words, your words are an infidel. So that is your duty as a father. It means that our love for our wife should be unconditional. That is the way Christ loves the church. It should not be based on whether she does good or bad. You should love her unconditionally. That's what the Bible said, not me. Remember that even God says that his love for the church is such that even when we, when we are unfaithful, that God remained faithful. So even when your wife hurts you, that should not be the reason why you shouldn't love her again. You should do everything to make sure that two of you walk towards going to heaven. Help to prepare her and teach her and work together. The ultimate should be that the whole family should make it to heaven. When we have this at the back of our mind, it will help us. Remember that the Bible also says that when you are loving your wife, you are loving your own body. You are doing good to yourself. Praise the Lord. When you love your wife unconditionally, she will also submit totally. Women, am I speaking your mind? Praise the Lord. When you love her unconditionally, that submission, she will be happy submitting. There was a, I mean, a, there is the chapel of restoration. There's a song we used to sing. And Praise the Lord. We used to sing it and our men, they used to be very happy. When they, 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 they feel very happy. But there was one day when, um, I mean after that incident of that woman that was uh, killed by her husband. Uh, when I bring it, they said, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear that. I know that I'm an boy, they said, we will not ask you to say again, Mommy, this time we will answer, sir. So, praise the Lord. So, why am I bringing this up? I want our men to treat our women in such a way that they will be answering that, sir, with happiness. They will not be doing it with grudges. Praise the Lord. God will help us in Jesus' name.
Some Christian husbands maltreat their wives at home because women are usually told not to discuss their marital problems outside, outside of their marriage. These women continue to suffer and some die in silence. It shouldn't be for us Christians. With all the happenings and stories we hear these days, women are being advised these days to seek for godly counsel whenever the situation at home is becoming unbearable so that you won't die like some other people. Before this gets out of hand, please, when you're seeking counsel, we say from godly women, and you, you can see what happened in the drama, <laughs> because that is what scares some people away. When somebody comes and confides in you about something, before you know it, it has gone viral. And some, some people may, may even be in the name of prayer topic or preaching. You'll be exposing the secrets that are, are put in your hand. So we shouldn't be such kind of women. The elderly women, they should help to, I mean, these younger ones, they should help to teach them and counsel them. Because you have gone through that route, you know how you overcame. You can also help them. So you shouldn't be the one when they come to you, help the person to scatter the home more. So don't go to such people. Look at marriages. There are good, uh, I mean, marriages, I mean, you can see, and, I mean, there are families you can see, and you know that they're doing well. And apart from your pastors, pastors' wives, you can meet such people. So, and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. Praise the living God. So the suffering for both husbands and wives is that if you abide by the manuals concerning marriages as it is in the Bible, our marriage will be successful by the grace of God. There is no marriage that does not face challenges. When challenges come, we should remember what happened at the Cana, at the wedding at Cana, and go back to God and his work. He who has instituted our marriage knows best how to heal it. When it is sick. Remember what God says. Hear you him. Also remember what Mary told the disciples. Whatever he tells you to do. Do it. Praise the Lord. So we want to talk. About. Widows. Jesus is saying that. Your maker. What is Jesus saying to widows? Jesus is saying that. Your maker is what? Your husband. A widow is encouraged to devote herself totally to the service of God, like Anna the prophetess, who was married for only seven years before the death of her husband. But he devoted herself totally to the worship of God. She was about 84 years when Jesus was brought to the temple for dedication. The word of God, however, encourages widows to marry, especially younger ones. If you have the opportunity and if you want... You can still remarry if they cannot help themselves. Instead of uh, staying at home and living immoral lives. God will help us in Jesus' name. And what is Jesus saying to the children? Praise the Lord. What is Jesus saying to the children? <laughs> we all know that. Children, obey your parents in the... Maybe we should read it. Chapter 6. We didn't read it when we are reading the other one. 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Praise the Lord. Children, children, children. Children, Jesus loves you. Children, children, children. Children, children, children. Children, Jesus is saying that you should obey your parents in there so that we live long. Praise the Lord. You can also take down these children. You can also take down this verse of the scripture. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 15. And you read it. I hope you are writing. Are the children writing? Write it down. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 15. When you go home, make sure you read them. Verse 7, uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. And Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. Lastly, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 to 26. Praise the Lord. I want to tell us that Jesus also has some words for our young ones. Praise the Lord. Young people, are we here? Praise the Lord. We want to read Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Can somebody read it, please? Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, why the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. First Timothy 4. Oh. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Praise, Praise the Lord. The Lord. So, from uh, these places that we read, we have some deductions. Bible is advising the young people, young men and women, to serve God now that they are young and single. For when you have passed this stage, you cannot back, come back to it again. There's time for everything. Praise the Lord. Now that you're young, you cannot be young the second time. When you pass this stage... You can't come back to it again. So make use of every opportunity you have now to serve God. Because it will not be easier when you get into marriage. It will not become easier. Some people will think that it will, it will not become easier. Now that you are free. Remember that marriage is a kind of yoke. When you go into it, you now have restrictions. You are not free as you were before. Doing whatever and going wherever you want to go. So this is now to attend programs, uh, church service, and everything without restrictions. So, offer your best to God now that you are young. Praise the Lord. It also says that we should, you should all flee all youthful lusts. Remember that these days, um, 
Some people, some youth might be deceiving each other and say, yeah, everybody is doing it. Is it not, uh, yeah, you think even those words, holy, holy, there everybody is involved. It is not true. God still have reserved use. And I know that some of them are in this church. Is that not true? He has people that have not become sexually immoral. There are still many of them. So don't be deceived that everybody is doing it. Everybody is not doing it. There was when I was in uh, school of nursing, because of our upbringing at uh, Hospital Christian Fellowship, every, I mean, we usually talk to our patients from time to time. We occupy ourselves with, with no, any opportunity you have in the world, you'll be talking to your patient. So there was one word, word 10 then, that I was working at. So during my work there, there was a young girl that committed abortion. She was taking care of her brother in one that former 140. In that world there that we were looking at that she took, uh, uh, she got pregnant, went for abortion, and the thing became septic. And she was, in, she was rushed to that world then. So you know this kind of thing, everybody was annoyed with her. I mean, uh, my fellow nurses, they, they will come and say, people will tell her, say, if we're in anything one day, oh, can I go? You know that kind of people, they were not kind to her at all. So, because of my upbringing, I took a different approach to her. So, this girl, I made her my friend. And I was very kind to her, doing everything good. So, she will call me. One day, she said, hmm, if everybody, that, that's your nurses, eh, they are wicked, they are this and that. Is it because of this thing that, is it not what everybody has been doing? Is it because of I said, is that what you're saying? She said, yes. I said, please, let's go for a walk. I took that girl out. By the time I finished talking to her, she cried her eyes out. She cried and then she gave her life. So, that was when I learned that, I mean, this is, you know, that everybody, you see, because she was bold enough to tell me, so, I want to tell you, youths, Everybody is not doing it. Praise the Lord. Do not be in a hurry to get married because that is the problem with so many youth. That is why some of them run into trouble. Marriage, marriage. I'm going 20 years. Marriage, marriage. From Africa. Many of them want to marry from the womb. So it is not like that. At God's own time, He makes everything beautiful. Some people, he might go, for that thing, I want to finish giving bed before 30 years and all that. You have your, do you know God's own plan? Some people are looking for 10, more than 10. They haven't had issues. So that is not even the thing that should push you. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. So we shouldn't, uh, some people, I'll buy a quick, quick, before you know it, hard divorce to go. He might go rushing and rush out. So I want you, the time that you have as a youth, use it to serve God. When you serve God, well, well, God is not, uh, he doesn't owe anybody. God will reward you. God will, no matter where you are, provided you are faithful to God. When I uh, finished my uh, school of nursing, I went to a village somewhere at Benue State. That was where I was working. I was working in Benue State. Uh, my, uh, one, of, one of my, I mean, women in my place was asking my mother, why do you allow your, your child your daughter, she will, will be in the village and people will not see her to marry her so that before her time will pass. That woman didn't 
didn't even know that her son that was at US came to my hand in marriage. Even in that bush that I was. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But of course, she wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a Christian. There was no way. Praise the Lord. So at God's own time, wherever you are, God will look for you and give you your own husband. Praise the Lord. So don't be in a hurry. Everybody has his name. Then we're fast lane. So everybody mustn't be on the fast lane. You have your own time. So don't look at all that. So your destinies are not the same. You have your God has a plan for you. And just your problem, your, just seek you first. The kingdom of God and its righteousness. Every other thing will be done what? Period. That is your duty as a youth. And don't think that... Uh, I mean, a few times now I've heard some youth discussing. And there will be... I mean, the, the boys will be cajoling the boys. You know, it's a very sanctuary. sanctuary. Ima, I've heard it two times. I say, oh, onya kahaji na asandia ishi. So onya hadithi anxious. Mba hozi emu mwenyewe ginsu. Mka gine eche mbuige jewe sanctuary. Ana ha choe kete ineme. So, please, don't fall for this kind of people. They just want to destroy you and go there. They might even marry you. If you're a child of God, are you not already in the sanctuary? And I say mbuige jecha. You're already in the sanctuary when you're a child of God. Praise the Lord. And the sanctuary, there are many beautiful things there. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. Do not be deceived. Okay. Who wants to take undue advantage of you? Not having a boyfriend does not make you abnormal. Rather, it will make you to be a unique person. Remember that you are a peculiar person. Being a virgin will not make you to have difficult labor. That's one of the errors, one of the teachings they tell young girls. You make it here, get them bigger, more. You know, when so because every play, play, thing they tight. Avoid, avoiding fornication will not make you to be sick. Use it will not make you to be sick because some girls they will be told that Africa money journey for doctor. Only some problems. I say no because the doctor you only have to go doctor. Okay, psychologist. See, because that you are not meeting men, that's why you are having this problem. Praise the Lord. And I've got my boy, he's going for cancer now. Where is that? that uh, uh, what is troubling you? Not spam you, no That is why you're having problems. That you should go and uh, uh, praise the Lord. So, such things, they are not true. The doctors here, are they true? Praise the Lord. So, we should, uh, the social media should be used in moderation. We should use it for evangelism. Not for learning bad things. Have this mindset that others may, but I will not. Praise the Lord. That was what helped me, helped many of us when we are younger Christians. Others may, but I will not. Praise the Lord. Finally, the Bible says that whosoever you yield yourself to becomes your master. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 19. And the allegiance goes to whomsoever your master is. And that brings the question, who is your master? If Jesus is your master, then hear you him. For him alone can give you the power to live this kind of holy living we have been talking about. You cannot do it on your own. He alone is the way, the truth, and the life. If you have not made him your master today, is another opportunity to do so. 
The Bible said that today, if you hear his voice, do what? Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and knocking. If only you will open your heart, he will come in and dine with you. He will make you a new person. And it is only then that you will receive the power to read, study, understand, and live according to his word. You will become a better child of God, a better husband, better wife, and better child. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Words of life, words of hope, give us strength, help us cope in this world where we we guide us home. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, all at the ancient words. to round off this message with a prayer. I want to request our daddy, can someone give him a microphone very quickly? Daddy, venerable prosumer, please kindly round off this message with a prayer. Our most gracious Father, we thank you because it has pleased you to bring us together this day to celebrate your faithfulness and your goodness unto us. We thank you for your word which you have heard, gracious Lord. For we know, gracious Lord, that you are the word. Heavenly Father, we pray that souls will accept you, Lord, as they accept your word. And Father, that you strengthen us, you cause us, gracious Lord, to live a life that draws souls unto righteousness. And Father, as we go, when we go, Lord God, we pray that you bless us. That we testify that of a truth we have been with the Lord. May we go when we shall go, gracious Lord, rejoicing that the Lord has been with us. Thank you, Father, for all things. I will pray in the name of Jesus. Will your mind be-